How much should I sell my signature menu item for? Will I make money at that price? Let's answer those questions today on 10-Minute Food Truck Training. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, my name is Bill Moore, founder of foodtrucktraining.group, and today we are getting into the nitty-gritty of pricing. You want to experiment with different pricing to see your food cost. Obviously, you will have a different food cost percentages for different menu items. Let's take a 31 cent can of soda. You can sell it for about 50. That yields a 20.67% food cost. A 28 bag of chips, you can sell for a dollar and a quarter. That's a 22% food cost. An 11 cent bottle of water can be sold for a dollar 50, and that yields a 7% food cost. So you will have different food cost percentages throughout your menu. The idea is to balance them and get around a 25% food cost. When you go to price your menu, if you've never priced anything before, it can be super scary. Assigning a fair value to the products that you produce yourself is really difficult for a lot of people. If you make your prices too low, you'll be quite busy, but every time you check your bank account, you'll also be quite disappointed. If you make your prices too high, you may get one-time purchases, but in the long run, you won't have a lot of people eating with you because you're too expensive. So when it comes to pricing, you have to find that Goldilocks zone and that just right balance of price versus value. So we're gonna talk a little bit about value. Value goes beyond the high quality products that I've asked you to shop and source for your menu. Value is also perceived in the delivery of your menu. So a clean cart or trailer, fantastic, friendly, outgoing service, witty interaction with your guests, and the location you select. All of those things play a part in adding value to your products and justifying a little bit higher price. How many times have you gone to a convenience store because you need toilet paper, you pick it up, you look at the little sticky price tag, and you grumble? You know it costs way more than it should, but because you're already there, it's going to save you some time, you go ahead and buy it. That's their value to you because of their convenient location. You went ahead and purchased it, and you probably will go back again in the future when it becomes more convenient to you to go there than it does to go to another store. So think about that when you're pricing your food because your location provides a food choice your guests otherwise would not have. Because you're going to be closer to them than a brick-and-mortar restaurant. You're going to save them time. You're going to save them gasoline. You're going to save them trouble. All of those things add to the value of your service and your menu. I'll give an example. I used to work uh, on the beach. And when you work on the beach, you can pretty much command whatever price you want because you have almost no competition. And people would much rather buy something that's there in front of them to, than to go take that little shower, get all the sand off of them, get in the car, and then drive somewhere. they just much rather eat on the beach. So you can charge a little bit more than you could somewhere else. I was given an opportunity to go set up at a construction site where they were doing a subdivision with about 200 homes. So they had a whole bunch of different crews working at different points of the construction, and they'd all take their lunch break in the same two-hour time span. What I was able to do, because I was there, and this subdivision was way out of town, 
I mean, way out of town. The next nearest food was served from a old Exxon gas station, and they did that frozen pizza that they put in one of those little displays, and they sold it by the slice. So anybody that wanted to eat, if they didn't bring their own lunch, was now having to make the choice of driving to that Exxon station or driving eight more miles into town to find a restaurant. And then, of course, having to drive eight miles back. But with me being set up on the property, I was able to provide them a nice top meal, but still my beach prices because it was cheaper for them to buy from me than it was for them to get in their car, drive somewhere, get that yucky food from the Exxon, or drive even farther and get food from a restaurant, then turn around and come back. So I provided them an opportunity to get a good meal without them having to spend a good portion of their lunch break driving. So remember, your location adds to your value. So when I price my food, I include everything that a guest could possibly want on that product that I would not normally upcharge. So if in our example, we have a burger. So if I had maybe a couple of other sauces for products, like let's say I had a barbecue sauce, or I had a honey mustard, or I had a Dijon mustard, something that I did not think I was going to be putting on that burger for its standard build, but they would be a nice trade out. It's not something you would, would care to add on because it's only going to cost a couple of pennies. I go ahead and assume that those things are going to be added on to every single sandwich. If it's something like bacon or if it's something uh, like chili being added, those kind of things that you would upcharge. I'm talking about things you just really wouldn't upcharge for. So I give myself that little bit of buffer. So in our original recipe that we had with the mayonnaise, ketchup, pickle, lettuce, onion, tomato, mustard, I would also throw in barbecue sauce and a couple of other condiments that I wouldn't mind giving away for free. So if somebody says, hey, can you throw some barbecue sauce on there? I can say, absolutely not a problem because I've already priced it into the menu. And that way you don't have to nickel and dime people to death. Then I take the little spreadsheet that I told you guys about yesterday and I play with different price points and think, would I pay that amount and is that comparable to the competition? Since the spreadsheet will let you put in different menu prices and tell you what the food cost yield is on that particular price point, you can play with it and see how it compares to your competition. And just remember, you do not have to be cheaper to be perceived as better. Early on in Pepsi's corporate life, they sold their product for exactly the same price as Coke, which you're going, well, that makes sense. But they doubled the quantity. Pepsi had been flirting with bankruptcy for decades. And then when the depression hit, they came up with a marketing strategy to give more value, which is, again, in volume of soda for the same price, which made Coke extremely upset because now Pepsi was a thorn in their side and taking sales away from them. So look at your pricing strategy and how you can add more value to your product. And it doesn't have to be more actual product. It can be better service, it can be better location, but you're adding value so that people don't mind paying your price. To finalize your pricing, look at your competition. And we're talking about direct competition. What are they selling and how is it priced? You can look up most every vendor that you have competition with on Facebook. You'll be able to see their menu. You'll be able to see their crowd sizes. And remember, whatever pictures they choose to post of crowd size is going to be when they're at their busiest. They want to show how awesome and how great they are. Because you're never going to see a vendor show somebody sitting with their head in their hand looking out the window. Where's all the customers? You don't see those photographs. Just remember when you price, if you decide to go cheaper, that does not guarantee success. Sometimes it just comes off as you're a cheap knockoff of somebody else. If you want to be cheaper than your competition, then make sure you stress your quality, your service, and your value as being superior to them. And then execute that marketing plan. When you're talking about value, there's four important elements. 
that create your overall value. If you've ever worked in a restaurant before, you know about QSC, which is quality service and cleanliness. I add one more C, and that's community. For quality, it's going to be the, the freshest, the tastiest, the hottest, the coldest, the great aromas, all of that kind of stuff for quality, but it still has to be profitable. You want to assemble your products with care and respect. You want to make sure that every sandwich going out looks like the last one, and every sandwich going out looks like any photograph that you've created. If it does not, you are effectively cheating your customer and they will notice the difference. Anytime that I've done my own menu, I make my own sandwiches and take my own photographs and I don't try to place everything with tweezers and make it perfect. I want it to be how I can produce it and then I take a photograph of it so that when somebody buys something based on a photograph, they'll open the sandwich up and go, well, wow, that looks just like the picture because it does. Make sure your food looks the same week after week, month after month. When you're talking about service, you want it to be fast and friendly, courteous, respectful. You want to have inviting attitudes. You want to pay attention to the details and verifying that the served food meets the quality standards and is going to the right person. That's all service. Smiles and speed and personality win every time. Cleanliness should be self-explanatory. Everything should be sparkling and sanitary, not only inside your food cart, truck, or trailer, but also outside. Applies to the ground surrounding you. Your organizational skills in the kitchen, somebody's peering in the window to does your grill look nice, neat, and organized? Does everything make sense to somebody looking and go, wow, I wish I could cook that neatly? Keep guest accessible areas tidy, like if you set up a condiment station. Make sure you're going out and wiping down and refilling constantly. Now the other C that I add is community. And there's two types of community. Your business community is people that you personally impact through your service or that are partners with you being your suppliers. And then you have your local community. That's the people that you may not have yet served. Those are the people where you draw to get in new guests. Being a good part of your local community, being a good neighbor, if you will, it provides the connection between your business and a charity or your business and a school function, your business and other businesses. It makes you appear to be different. It makes you appear not to be the leech. You want to be a part of the community and care about helping folks. When you care about helping them, they'll care about supporting your business. Think about all the TV commercials that the restaurants will put out that don't involve a price or a product. And there's a bunch of them if you look for them. When McDonald's started breakfast, it showed a group of people that were on the morning shift having breakfast in the afternoon and talking about how awesome it was to be able to sit down and relax and have those breakfast foods that they loved in the afternoon. Had nothing to do with how much it costs. Had nothing to do with some special they were running on breakfast. It just had to do with a group of people enjoying food. That's one type of commercial that's creating a bond, an emotional connection with their community. Tomorrow we're going to talk about cooking and prepping. If you're enjoying our chats, please consider supporting our podcast. Click that support button. Every little bit does help. If you guys need more information or just like the camaraderie of positive, like-minded people, join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. Thank you guys so much for listening and stay profitable, my friends.